I don't know why I talk to you, man. <laughs> I don't know why I talk to you. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, Nato. Um, so yeah, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We are live. We was just going over uh we was going over some some silly shit because you know Brandon always say something and you know Bobby here ever got a pause with. But no, we got a um we got a we got a DM the other day about uh what was that episode 49? No, it was either 49 or 59 when we were talking about um that show that ever watched with the um autistic girl that, looking that for love, the the Netflix autistic love thing. Yeah, that was not episode 49, bro. That was before we 59. Were Oh. So 59. Um, yeah. So I'm going to read um, I'm going to read her her response in entirety and then okay. we can go off of that. All right. um, so she put a couple bullet points. The first one says individuals with apparent and non-apparent disabilities would prefer you ask their permission just before assisting them, which we covered that. Um, the second one is disabilities okay. are individual specific. So knowing the core of a person is essential. Autism is layered and broad, brilliant, yet specific. I think when we question whether they should or should not date within within it, we perpetuate stereotypes, further segregating them. Um, the example she gave, she said, we look at a wheelchair as a limitation as a person in a wheelchair looks at it as a form of freedom. They can travel, see the world, explore, etc." which is why it's important we entertain conversations centered around advocacy because ADA meets the bare minimum requirements. Reciprocal to accessibility and opportunities as it pertains to blackness. If we entertain the idea of blackness as being acceptable and someone said, no, I think they should only be accepted or entertained by those that look like them, I'm on the fence, it would be offensive. That's truly how we're treated and there's still the idea that we are super predators uh, because of the Clinton administration shenanigans, untrustworthy brutes and animalistic by nature. How can you see the beauty if you don't entertain the thought that something different is beautifully human? If my blackness is a crime and strike against me, imagine being black with an apparent or non-apparent disability. So not only are they restricted to a group, but they are also an outcast of another system, systemically polarized, exploited and vulnerable group. I would love for you to bring an individual preferably a black man, a black woman with an apparent disability on as a form of awareness, but a moment to raise educational awareness and extend empathy. To be black, disabled, and a woman is to wear your brokenness in three different ways. And then she said, oh, that was a very nice podcast. <laughs> React. Shout out to her, by the way. Yeah, shout out to you, but oh dear God, if I have to explain it again, like I'm not going to just go into people's space and be like, here, let me help you with that. Yeah. Offer means, hey, can I help you with that? Would you yeah. like some help? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think she, she made some good. For that shit. Well, it, I don't think it was just for you. Um, I also that was think. The one who said it. Well, yeah, but it, it was, I think it, one, it was layered. Because she touched on a bunch of a bunch of big points, yeah, like oh. being being disabled, being um, as she said, you know, apparent or non apparently disabled, uh, stuff like that. 
you know, that stuff that we didn't talk about. Like, there are people that are disabled that we don't know that they, they're disabled. So we didn't even touch on any of that stuff. But we were we only going off of the show. Well, yeah, yeah. We were talking about the show. Yeah, so I think. we know about that? That's a like an unknown unknown. That wasn't even a factor in that conversation, right? I mean, I get what you're going with it, but we were specifically talking about the factors of that specific show. Yeah. Where we can see where the show is called uh, what Love on the Spectrum? Yeah, I think so. So Something yeah, that's like what that. specifically it's about, so you know. But never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um no, I just like the fact that it spawned a tangent in her mind, just how we be on here. Like we be talking about something and it spawned a whole different type of you know conversation. So I kind of like that, you know, the message that she gave us was layered with not just what we were talking about, but the deeper conversation behind it. And, you know, some of the more stuff that we could have talked about with it. So that's just, you know, that's just where I came from. All right. But yeah, it was, you know, anyway. Welcome to episode 62. (laughs) Welcome to episode 62 of the Normal Convos pod. I am your host. Before we introduce ourselves and shit. I know, right? I am your host, Brandon, a.k.a. the pod father, a.k.a. perfect family man, a.k.a. soccer father, a.k.a. not so basketball father, a.k.a. pod shysty, a.k.a. pod wave, a.k.a. potty rich, a.k.a. bus stop Brewster, a.k.a. DJ Chef Boy RB, a.k.a. Brad Donce, um, a.k.a. Uh, the Underpotter. Uh, I do not claim that, sir. Uh, Damn, you got more AKAs than Diddy. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, nah, Bobby about, to, wait. <laughs> Bobby about to blow my shit out the water. Balls. <laughs> and I'm here with my guys. Uh, before we introduce our guest, I will let Bobby get his shit off. All right, yo, it's Bobby, a.k.a. Aries the God, a.k.a. the graphic shirt God in this motherfucker, a.k.a. the reference God, a.k.a. God, uh, a.k.a. Uh, King Patty, Patty Spaghetti, Deacon Patty White, Patty White um, a.k.a. Um, I'll beat your motherfucking ass in the street fighter, put some money up, bitch. I ain't did that one in a while. A.k.a. Um, Pod Main, uh, a.k.a. Bob Shield. Uh, the background singer, aka Jizzy Boys Boy Singer slash the porn historian, uh Rowdy Potty Piper, Money Pot, yo. Um <laughs> a bunch of other shit. You know what I mean? It's a whole lot of other shit that I got that I ain't even getting into. And of course, Bobby Drake, the motherfucking ice man. Ah, uh, I forget my <laughs> see <laughs> you be on your bullshit. You be on your bullshit. I um, got a lot. I got a lot. For and sure. More I forgot. I'm certain of it. Um, and of course, as y'all can see, we are missing uh Everett this morning. Uh, he had Everett to work don't like us no more. Let's just tell the truth. Everett don't like us no more. He's trying to quit the podcast on the low. He don't want to tell us. Here, man. I, I, I know Everett ain't want to miss this one today. <laughs> oh, no, nah, Everett, he was definitely he was definitely excited about Everett this. He's in we... church right now because the church is more important, <laughs> his congregation is more important. Than, than the podcast right now. Let's just call it what it is. Everything of course, <laughs> that's what that's what they gonna call it today. Um, but yeah, we might we might get a visit from <laughs> Everett a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you wild. 
shit. <laughs> oh, so. Oh, shit. All right. Um, <laughs> let's introduce so with, our guy. <laughs> yeah, let's introduce our guy. Um, so we know this man uh, for, what, about five, six years now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, former co-worker. At some point, he decided to take uh, his. He went and leveled He leveled up. <laughs> He went and took his intelligence and uh, went out and started Next Level Financial Solutions amongst other businesses. Uh, but today, to yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take my talent to Georgia. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he took his talents and, you know, he created something by himself. Um, so without further ado, owner and CEO of Next Financial Next level financial solutions, our brother, our brother from another mother, of course, uh, Malcolm McCall. Welcome to the show, my brother. AKA thank Malcolm you, thank the Credit you, thank G. You. Mal D the Credit like they G. Said, I'm Malcolm, aka Mal D the Credit G. That's all I got for y'all today. <laughs> uh, it's great to be here. It's been, you know, we've been putting this together for a little minute, but I do hope to become a regular on the show monthly. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because to be arranged. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because the shit you, you the, education all, is elevation. Facts. Education is elevation. And that's um, shit. I, I guess that's I guess that's where. I guess that's where we'll start. Um, actually, hold on. Let me get into Brandon's bullshit. My bad. I do got some bullshit today. And it's small bullshit. Um, it's kind of related to that that DM. No, we about um, to be here an hour. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I'm I'm about I think I'm about to get rid of Netflix, bro. Why is that? Well, Netflix cut off right now and <laughs> Netflix Why just that? HBO Max. <laughs> Netflix just fired all of its diversity departments. Word? All of them. Dave Chappelle had that type of effect on them? Bro, like I, <laughs> I read the I read the article and I cannot find it right now. But they ended up firing a damn near for Pride Month. <laughs> I know, right? Like it didn't say the reason why. What? Oh. It it wasn't. It was one of those corporate reasons. Like, oh, we had to do such Cut and back. such and such. Yeah, pretty much. Oh wow! Netflix been on the Netflix been on the decline for at least five years. Like whenever they, Disney Plus started like, pulling their stuff, just like everything else, the prices ain't declining. Not at all. Yeah, it's twenty bucks. They got they got to um, cover that um cover that spread for all them damn um, comedians. They was paying the shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's twenty a month for Netflix, and they not producing twenty dollars a month worth of worth of content, like. The only thing that people was tuning in for right now is Ozark and then Stranger, Stranger things, things just came, came back. back. Like, they ain't really got a whole lot of originals that blow people out the water. Like, they ain't got nothing that go crazy. Like, Ozark was they it thing. Stranger Things was they it thing. Like, they you got raising, okay. they got raising Dion. Like, that was yeah. a dope show. I don't, think, I don't even think too many people hit to that. Not, they, they didn't are. promote it. Nah, not for real. They didn't promote Raising Dion. I, I ain't I ain't watched the second season yet. I haven't either. I watched the first one. The first one was dope. Um, but yeah, man, like it, it is one thing for me to already be on the fence with Netflix because of the price. Yeah. 
and because of the content, but now you firing all of your diversity departments, like diversity is what's going to make your brand the greatest. So why are you firing everybody? Right. Like keep some people. Yeah. And still charging us $20 a month. Like, nah, I can't do that. I can't do $20 a month and watch a whole bunch of whitewash content. Mm. I can't do both. I can't do both. Like, but ever since Warner Brothers and Disney Plus and Paramount, like when everybody starts snatching their shit off Netflix, Netflix just got garbage. Like, it used to be Netflix and chill. Now it's HBO Max and Smack. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> I'm cool, bro. Like I'm so cool on on Netflix right now. That just that kind of solidified it even more for me. Wait, wait till you come back out. Uh, you'll be back. You'll be back watching Netflix when Joe Crazy. I still ain't watched you. Oh, all right. <laughs> I ain't watched not. I, I I ain't gonna say I haven't watched a episode because I watched a couple with Justine when she was watching it, but mm-hmm. I never sat down and watched you at all. I ain't even I ain't even started season three of Ozark. Oh, you tripping? You ain't. I know Ozark. Is, Ozark is it, but I still ain't I still ain't sat down and watched it. Ozark is that shit. Yeah, I like cartoons and anime too much. And ain't they getting rid of all their cartoons and shit? Netflix, where the fucking Dragon Prince at, yo? God damn, man, Dragon Prince for sure. Disenchantment. Oh. Did you watch Disenchantment? Oh yeah, I watched all that shit. That's my shit. That last season kind of threw me for a loop when they was in that futuristic city or whatever. Yeah, that steampunk shit. Yeah, got the infatuation with steampunk. I'm, I'm, I'm a blur, but I ain't, I ain't that nerdy. Yeah, that was weird punk. to yeah. me anyway. Yeah, it's still a good fucking show though. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, well, so anyway, let's... y'all got a, y'all got a lot of time on y'all hands. <laughs> I'll be doing this shit at layovers. <laughs> Damn. I, I watch five, Yo, ten minutes at a layover. Hands at the layovers. You gotta be, you gotta be leveling, leveling up like, like Malcolm here, man. You gotta be leveling up at your. Hey, <laughs> that's why I be calling y'all random times of the day. Like, hey, what y'all think about such and such, man? Malcolm, oh. it'd be so funny though. Like, I call this nigga two o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, what you think about this, 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 and this? And then we end up on the phone for two hours discussing that's business. That's yeah, so that's kind of what happened it. last time I called Bobby. Yeah, yeah. We on the phone for like an hour, hour and a hour. half. Some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it worked, man. Even talk like that. <laughs> that's the sad part. Ask anybody who know me. I hate being that's on the phone. I don't like that's talking to people. <laughs> yeah, every time I get this thing on the phone for more than 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, okay, he interested in what we talking about. <laughs> So yeah, Bobby definitely will hold it down. Um, but yeah, let's get. We gonna stop talking pussy dryer upper and, and weird and mouth <laughs> Yeah, we gonna get y'all some education let's, today. Let's get, let's get, into this let's get it to let's it. Let's get, let's get some it. education. Um, introduce yourself. And, you know, get a get a little give a little background on you know how you started in your journey. Okay, definitely. Um, as they stated before, you know, I was working with these guys um, at first, you know, um, driving, driving with my uh, my CDLs, the class B's 
uh, that was pretty much my stepping point, you know, as far as getting to where I am at today. Um, it opens a lot of doors. I ain't going to perk. It, it does. It really does. So, you know, people, it ain't nothing wrong with working a job. If you got a plan, use it as a stepping stone, definitely. I always knew I didn't want to, um, you know, work for somebody for the rest of my life. I just ain't never know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to have property, but, you know, back then I didn't have the means of doing it, specifically no the money or the credit. So during the time I was working, you know, I just can, you know, pay things off, start working on my credit, uh, saving. And before I know it, I just, you know, I start watching my credit, you know, like some people, you know, they wake up and look at Facebook or, or Instagram. I wake up and look at credit and see what's going on in the financial industry. That's just what, you know, got my mind and focus. So um, before I know it, you know, I was, you know, I started in the 500s like the average person right. and about to, you know, just kind of. I had some things fall off. I disputed a few things off my credit and paid some things off. And before I knew it, I was in the 700 club. Mm. And that, and at that point, you know, I, I, I knew that was good, but I really didn't know what to do with that credit. Um, um, let me just take it back, man. Before the 700s though, man, I was trying to, you know, I, I know a lot of people face this just trying to go get a, a, a car. And it was like a, it was like a, maybe this was in 2017 and I'm trying to go get a, a like a 2010 Honda Accord. Hey, <laughs> and they was, did. <laughs> hey, this was like 2017. This, and I didn't, and keep in mind, in 2017, I didn't have good credit. This was like a process. So I tried to go get a 20, like a 2010 Honda Accord and they came back with the numbers, you know, I, 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 I did the numbers in my head. I'm like, man, y'all want me to pay five years for 400 for Honda Accord? I'd have been paying for that like two and a half times. I'm like, man, this ain't it, man. I can't take right. this no more. So that's what made me start focusing in on my credit. And then, you know, of course, you, you want to post your wins and stuff. I posted on Facebook or social media and, you know, People started looking at that, and next thing you know, I had people, you know, once my score did get up to the 700s, that's when people was like, okay, how did you do that? How did, that's that big question, how? And, you know, before I know it, you know, I'm like, man, I can help you just from the experience and, you know, helps a few friends and family. And then, you know, the more people that ask, I'm like, you know what? This is needed in the community. And I can make money off of this. Well, you know, yes, indeed, but, you know, my biggest part was to help people, man, because, you know, we I know we're going to get into it later, but credit and financial literacy is not taught on, on purpose. Mm, I'm that's it facts. That. that is facts. And we had, what's so funny, though, with being 62 episodes in, we've touched a lot of stuff that we haven't, like, uh, delved deep into. Like today is one of those episodes that we were talking about, like in episode two. Wow. We just didn't know no credit people. Right. So it was like, all right, we got to do our research. We got to do this. And like, it was still a couple of things of research that I did. I know Everett is big on research. So I know yeah, he did. Some. I still don't know shit. I'm still, I'm still ignorant. 
I'm, I'm here for yeah. all of it. I swear I'm listening. I'm really I'm just tap. promoting us right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm tap in. People know tap that we in with me. Tag it ain't no excuse. Boy. You know the plug. Yeah, for Bobby, sure. You know the plug. Yeah, ain't no sure. excuse. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Tap he in. know two plugs. He know two plugs. <laughs> shout out to Morgan. That's what's oh, up. Oh, yeah, shout out to Money Mo. That's what's <laughs> up. He know two plugs. Well, shit, we know two plugs. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, um, so along your credit journey, um, I guess we start from the credit 101. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those that don't know, what factors make up a credit score? The factors is like five factors that make up a credit score. So first, let me just kind of before I get into that, people that just might know the simple term or definition of credit. It pretty much is a record that shows how a person has managed their credit in the past. So it looks at your total debt, the number of lines of credit you have, and also your timeliness and payments. So that that goes into the factors that make up a credit score. You got five factors. Now, think of it as a pie, and your pie sliced five ways. Um, so I'm going to give it to you as the largest slice of the pie. This is what most affects your credit score. It's definitely number one, which is 35% is your payment history. And the payment history, pretty much to sum it all up, is your on-time payments and your late payments. That's why people got to understand late payments are killers. I don't care what you got to do. You better make that minimum payment. Make Put it on auto pay. Do whatever you got to do. But make them payments on time, even if it's the minimum. Do what you got to do. Uh, the second one, that's 30% of the pie, is the amounts owed. So that's the amount of all the credit owed to lenders, credit cards, mortgages, your, your car notes. That's 30%. Um, so if you got a high, pretty much that determines your debt-to-income ratio. So you want to kind of manage that best way you can. So if you pretty much, if you're not making a whole lot of money, even if you are making money, make sure you budget and don't just take out too much, too much debt because so, that will affect your credit score. So what's the best, what's the bet, the best, is there a best debt to income ratio that you should be looking for? The best, when it comes to, Credit cards is 30% is the threshold. You should never be above 30%. Um, pretty much, I wouldn't take out a whole bunch of debt that you can't afford, especially if you're not bringing in the money. Right. So you just got to kind of watch, make sure if you, don't, if you do go get a car, you can afford that car note. Or if you do go get approved for a mortgage, that mortgage is within your budget. So that's the best thing that, you know, to do because, they, you know, they're going to look at all that when you're going for a mortgage anyway. Okay. Um, so the third thing is the length of credit history. That is 15% of your credit score. So pretty much how long you had your accounts. So the longer you had your accounts, that's why it's so important. Like if you got an old credit card you don't use, even though you might not use it, don't close it. Keep it open because that helps to the length of your credit history. Um, the fourth thing would be the, the mix of credit, meaning... Uh, it's good to have a mixture of credit, meaning of installment accounts and revolving accounts, mortgages, car notes. So installment accounts is say you have a set 
a set amount that you pay a month, such as a mortgage, such as a car loan. And the revolving is the credit cards. Because, you know, that change, you never pay the same thing monthly with the credit cards. just depends on how much on your credit, uh, how much you spend on that credit card. And then last but not least is the new credit. It's 10%. The final remaining 10% is the new lines of credit slash inquiries. So pretty much inquiries count as a small percentage of your credit score. If you if you keep applying for too many, so the rule of thumb is you don't if you go over six within two years of inquiries, that's when it starts negatively affect affecting your credit. If you stay six within, within that two six years, six inches, correct. correct. Like hard or soft? Hard. Okay. Soft doesn't affect. Hard is when you, you actually of hard and soft inquiries, please. I sh- I sure will. So mm-hmm. pretty much a hard inquiry is say you at that Macy store and they hey you want to say twenty percent today? Sure, you know people quick to say yes because uh, all they hear is say twenty percent. Yeah, and they don't care what their credit is. Uh, they could be you know they shoppers. They go in each store get accumulating all these inquiries. So um, they're going to run your credit, and that inquiry is going to show on your credit report, depending. It may be all three. It may be one. It may be two out of the three. Um, so that's how you get inquiries. Or if you're going for a car, going to buy a car at a dealership, they're going to run your credit through till they find the best lender for you. So those are hard yeah. inquiries. I ran, in, I ran into that when I bought, um, when I bought my Lincoln. Like mm-hmm. I, got, um, I got a pre-approval from the bank for like 10 grand and i was like all right cool so they was like yeah just take this to the dealership and they you know what i'm saying they call us once you find a car we do xyz whatever whatever i'm like all right cool i get the car and i check my credit maybe three or four months later and i got like 10 inquiries on there from where they tried to run my shit anyway jesus christ and i had a pre-approval that's unauthorized so that's when you should have came in and fought that um, you got to be on them because they always say, I did the same thing. I don't I don't want to get all those inquiries. So I went and got my check from my banking institution and took it in there. They was like, well, we could find a better interest rate. I said, no, I don't need that. They will fight you tooth and nail in order to yeah. do that. So if I was you, you need to go online, call in and dispute that because they were unauthorized. Oh, yeah. I got all of that together before we bought the house. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I got all of that taken off. Um, so I know it's not reputable, um, but they showed up on credit karma. Um, and then I correct me if I'm wrong, Mal, but um, I believe you can pull your credit his your uh from the credit bureaus what twice a year before it before you have to start paying it. No, what they you gotta pay. It depends on so for experience, they're gonna only give you the, the text. What up, brother? Score. What up, text? They only okay. give you the experience score, um, but to get the other bureaus, you have to pay. Um, okay. There are sites where you can get a free credit score. Um, I think it's is I can't think of the the ones off the top of my head. My bad, but yeah, there's some, a, you can't get you, some you get like scores. one free a year or something like that. Yes, yes. after that you got to pay. Correct, correct. So that's what I was like. The Experian was the I one that I was pulling. I think it's three free credit scores, if I'm mistaken. But I, I, you know, that's something I gotta 
check. It's something similar to that. Three freescoresnow.com. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was pulling my Experian. Wherever I was pulling from, they wouldn't charge me. So right. I'm I'm assuming it was Experian. Um, mm-hmm. but I had pulled that to get the full list of what they had, and it was um Chase Bank and this bank and this bank and this bank. And I was like, oh, sh- they ran my shit without telling me. So I, you know, I called them up and I was like, look, you know, y'all can look at my credit score. Like, y'all see that I have an auto loan through such and such a bank. Like, through my bank, I have an auto loan. So I don't understand why all of these other ones are on. And it, I mean, it, it took what? I mean, I think. I think I got to resolve within a few weeks because <clears throat> I get I don't know what the hell they have to do on their side to figure that out, to figure out that it shouldn't have been done. But it took a few weeks. We got it off. And then, you know, it, it was kind of easy after that because we was trying to buy that house. So it was one of those. Let's get this together because this cannot be on my credit history when I'm actively trying to buy, you know, an X dollar amount house. Right. Definitely. So that's why it's so important to crack those to check those credit scores often. Just for stuff instances, stuff like that, you know. As when we work with my clients, I see it daily, you know, stuff coming on their reports in error. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as you see that you want to jump right on that. And that's not um for those that are listening or watching um disputing is probably the easiest thing you can do like that's even if you're using credit karma they'll give you a number to call to dispute it and just hit yeah, dispute and the, this and the number you want to call is um 1-800 next finance next level financial solution <laughs> type right. so let me and dispute and i'm glad you start talking about that i'm gonna give y'all some game on that what a lot of people don't know um, yeah, dispute. They do make disputing easy, especially online, like on stuff like Credit Karma. But keep in mind, if you do a dispute on Credit Karma and that debt come back validated, that's it. That's mm. it. You can't dispute it no more. I tell all my customers or all my clients, do not dispute online. Only seeing paper disputes because okay. once they validate it, it's over. So. Um, you want to do the paper disputes for the paper trails because sometimes it may take three to four dis- uh, rounds of disputes to get that removed. Okay. So be careful disputing anything. Only thing I, you could dispute online or or by phone, I recommend is personal information. So that's if you got an incorrect name on your credit report, incorrect address, or incorrect employer. Other than that, send in paper disputes. That's important. That's definitely a gem. <laughs> That's a gem right there. I'm writing this shit down. <laughs> like That's I can't definitely like a gem. an episode or whatever, but I'm still writing this That's shit down. That's what I'm here for, man. I can't hey. Gotta get the people the information, the knowledge. Right. So in your opinion, um, what does it take to maintain good credit? So to maintain good credit, income. Income is so important because that helps you to pay your bills, right? Correct. And most people, they 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 get in bad positions with credit is because they can't pay their bills. So that's why income is so important. And the next important thing is budgeting. 
I don't care how much money you make, if you don't budget, you're going to always wonder where your money went. Instead of when you budgeting, you telling your money where to go. Okay. You want to always know where your money going and what you're going to have left. So that way you ain't wondering where it went. So that's those two are the most important things right there that I could give anybody. Okay. Um, I I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm bad with that. I'm bad with budget. I've been trying though. But um, do you have any advice for like anybody like you know? Everything is is rising. Ex- all the prices are rising except for our wages. So it gets harder for people to pay their bills and all of that type of stuff. Like what type? What types of advice would you give them for like like budget tips or something like that? So definitely what I would do is tell them definitely that's why budget is so important because the price of everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, make sure those main bills and credit cards getting paid and then everything else. I always recommend like when I talk to my clients and they are having financial issues as far as, you know, all their money going straight out the bills. I ask them, well, what else you could do to bring in some additional income? I don't care. You know, I always recommend, because I've even done it, I always recommend Uber or Lyft. You know, that's something yeah. you could Mama do put me on, the on your own list, time. Yeah. I'm saying to bring in some addition. Even, like, if you don't want people in your car, you could do DoorDash or Uber Eats. Yeah. So those are just some things that bring in additional money. Now they got all these work-from-home positions. You could do that in the evenings or early mornings, just depending on what your shift is. So, right. or you can sell stuff. It's it just if you do hair, you know, it's, it's just so many ways to make additional money out here due to the technology. So, um, I would definitely you. And then, you know, in these days of times with inflation, you got to do everything you can to have some income coming in. Okay. okay. So, so that's better to increase your income. Right. So, so a lot for budgeting. So back on these disputes, I want you to uh, respond to uh, my guy, Tony. Uh, his name is, well, we call him Tex, but he says uh, dispute medical bills that are over three years old. They are a violation of HIPAA law because three years ago that started making people sign waivers before treatments at hospitals. Hold on, I lost connection on my headpiece. Oh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, 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 we can hear you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, we'll go on being for a minute. Mm. Extra 15K? I see you, Bean. Let me hold some, Bean. Boy, I need a dollar or two. <laughs> I need a stack. <laughs> Let me get two of those 15K. <laughs> I need two Ks. I don't need all 15. Just give me two. We'll oh, shit. Two K. Two K, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Well, I'm definitely 2K, man. <laughs> yeah. He'll be back. <laughs> so you know what? I am not about to see telling these niggas about their credit. Right. Let's <laughs> talk about I ain't got it. <laughs> Broke motherfuckers. Yeah, my uh, ah, had, there he is. I'm gonna have some technical difficulties, man. People calling me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it took oh, me yeah. off the mic. It took me yeah. off the mic. I'm like, eh. But yeah. um Nah, what was the question? Yeah, I see now. What was the question for? Um, so Antonio says dispute medical bills that are over three years old. They are a violation of HIPAA law. 
three years ago, they started making people sign waivers before treatments at hospitals. Really? It don't matter, though. Um, it's some changes about to take place with the medical bills starting July 1st. Um, if they can't report medical bills any longer, starting July 1st, if it's less than 12 months, so it has to be a year old and it has to be over $500. So starting July 1st, they just, uh, the, I know it was just a bill that just got approved. They're going to have to remove them from your credit report. And if they violation violating HIPAA, the creditor violating HIPAA by giving your uh, medical information, that's one of the easiest things to get disputed off. Yeah. Just send a simple letter like, hey, I, my, they, you know, this credit has violated my, in my HIPAA. Um, if this not removed, I'll go, I'll file a, a complaint. Definitely. So oh, that's easy. Uh, medical bills is one of the easiest things to have removed. Just go ahead and send in a letter to the credit bureaus to dispute that. But um, that new law is going to be clutch. I know like. Yeah, y'all got a year. Y'all got a year to get y'all shit together. <laughs> no, this month, this month. No, no I'm, I'm saying yeah. I'm saying once they default. I'm talking about. Once oh, they yeah, default. yeah. Oh, yeah. They got a year. But most of the time it's crazy. It comes from the part that the insurance didn't pay. Yeah. You know, you get them uh letters, the, the the benefit letters coming in like, oh, we paid this, but you owe this. And most of the time they be messed up. It don't be yeah. correct. So you I know stay, um stay on your explanation you, of benefits. Definitely. Were you um were you still at the job when I got hospitalized a few years ago? I believe so, yeah, yeah. So I remember when I went there when I was in the hospital for six days. I think um, my bill altogether was like 25K. I want to say yeah. the insurance paid like 23 of it. Mm -hmm. And it left me with a 2K bill. And I was like, I got that. Like, what? Yeah. Out of yeah. 25? I got two. Right. Man. Like, medical is the biggest expense out here. Yeah. Especially in our sure. country. So. And that's, that's if you can't make sure you had that insurance, definitely. Yeah. A question that I always wanted to ask somebody that was fluent in credit um, in, in credit literacy. Um, it was something that I actually heard on a video, and I don't know how authentic it is, but are we one of the only countries that deal with credit? I don't. I, I can't even answer that. I'm not sure. Um, I know some countries don't deal in credit, but I'm just not sure like how their systems are ran. But here, <laughs> we definitely follow that. But it's yeah, a it's thing. a thing here. But in other countries, I know I have heard of some other countries where they don't even have a credit system. That's got to be clutch. I don't know how they afford yeah. shit, but uh, it, right. I mean, that's also because I grew up not knowing how not to have a credit score. So, right. Um, so <clears throat> I guess we can go into, uh, we, you already answered that. Oh, one of the big debates before, um, boom, there you go. Let's touch on that. Secure your kids financial future as well. As soon as you can add your kids as an authorized user, do it. They will start building that credit history. Where are your thoughts Andy. on that? I absolutely 100% agree. 
But you got to put yourself in position first. Don't be putting your kids on these credit cards when your credit not straight. It ain't you ain't doing nothing but harming them. Right. So make sure you pay your bills. You're not being late. You're keeping your utilization down. And you know about to, when I think you could put them on at 16. By the time they turn 18, then 18 to 21, they could go ahead and purchase their first home. Just built up off your credit history. Yeah, so I agree. Two to five years of great, good uh, payment history and all utilization and all that. So that's they why it's around. important. That so hold on, let me get this straight. So I, I get I get my bills and my credit right, and then I put my kids on a credit card or something like that. Correct. As an authorized user, um, they call it piggybacking, and they also call it trade lines. And that um, builds their credit up. Correct. Uh, most people. Uh, they won't trade lands that don't have a, a, a lot of credit history because it helps. So, so say for instance, I do, I do sell trade lines. So me having the good credit that I have, if somebody don't have a, a long credit history and I put them on one of my cars with over 10 plus years of credit history and high credit limits, it goes on their credit report. So in turn helps their scores to go up and they're able to get approved for the vehicles and get, they they could shortcut the process instead of having to go to a secured card, which is where when you put money down like five hundred dollars, you have a five hundred balance. You can go straight to an unsecured card where you don't have to put money down. They just hey here you here go your card. You got you got three thousand whatever the case may be. Then they still it still ain't gonna be the biggest limit, but you can shortcut the process. Right. Okay. All right. That's fucking dope, Tex. Say his son been on his on his since uh, he was fifteen. He just graduated last week. Set his credit reports up. He got a seven eighty credit score. Graduating hey, at eighteen. Antonio, man, that's what we gotta do. I love seeing that, man. Big ups to you. Uh, big ups to you to you. You know your child. That's the way to do it. So you know, once he start, he can get himself together financially. At twenty one years old, I couldn't imagine having a house because I wasn't set up that way. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I wasn't didn't taught. I didn't know nothing it. about credit. No, didn't right. even think about it. But guess what? I I, I know now. <laughs> That's yeah. the key. Do That's the why I do what I do. Do the yeah. kids gotta be a certain age to be um, put on as an authorized user? Generally, it's like sixteen. He said his son was fifteen. So you're looking at okay. around that teenage years. You could put them on. Yeah. All right, well, I, I got a, I got a few years. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you got time. Bobby, you got time. Get to work, Bobby. Get to work. Yeah, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I had actually, th- I thought about it. I thought about it the same way. Um, I was gonna put Tyler on my shit, but um, shout my out to Partyville. Crew, yeah, shout out to Partyville for sure. They've been going crazy with the videos. That one they did in the mall got eight K views right now. We need to go. So, we need to go in the mall with them. <laughs> yeah, they're going crazy. They're going crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I thought about putting Tyler on mine and I saw my my credit score take so much of a dip when we bought the house. Yeah, mine's did too. Yeah, like when we bought the house, I saw it dip so much. I was like, oh shit, I forgot all about they had to run. Like, because you, you just kind of do stuff. You get caught up in the moment and it's like, oh shit, my credit score gonna take a hit for this, a big hit. Like, it wasn't no small shit. Like, my mm-hmm. shit dropped like almost a hundred points, maybe a little bit more, just off the house. I was like, oh yeah, I'm cool. Like, I ain't about to. They was like, if you gonna, so where they try to get you, or where they tried to get me. I don't know if this is like a normal thing, 
But when I was talking to um, my real, not my realtor, but the closing people and all that type of stuff, they was like, hey, you know, these are your signing papers, all of that and that. And I was like, they was like, um, if you are planning to buy anything on credit, you might want to do it in the next 30 days because your credit's going to take a hit. And I was like, all right, uh, I don't think I need nothing else, but my stupid ass being my stupid ass when it got a credit, I got a credit card from the bank. So it wasn't as bad as it should have been. Um, But that was my biggest, my biggest credit limit ever. And it was two grand. And I just used it to buy like household shit. Like we bought some, you know, yard work shit and, you know, a couple of things like that. But it was definitely one of those, Oh shit. I didn't know my credit score was going to hit like that, like that hard anyway. Oh yeah, definitely. That's the best thing about knowing about um, you know how to make those credit card payments. That's the biggest thing that people don't know and they don't understand why their scores are dropping. It's because you're using up all of your utilization on your credit cards, and once they report that, uh, it's gonna be you pretty much about to see those scores drop like a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You using up sixty, seventy percent. It's a wrap. Yes. You got a if you got a thousand dollar credit limit and you use a six seven hundred of that, that's not gonna look good. Yeah. Now nah. with the with the credit cards, I always tell my clients, hey, you could use that if you do max it out. You just make sure you pay it before the report date. It's two different d- dates that's important on credit cards. Of course, everybody know they do date, but they should always call a credit card companies and get the report date. That Now, the report date is the date they're going to send your balance information and credit card information to the credit bureaus. That's what's most important. So say okay. you went and bought your household items, you had a 2,000 credit limit, you spent the 2,000, but you want to make sure you get that, you, you at least pay it below 30% before that report date, you would have been good. Right, right. And I didn't know that at that point. I didn't know right. that at that point. Right. That was like the beginning, like really buying this house really is what got me into or the process of buying the house mm-hmm. is really what got me into learning about my credit and learning how important it was and learning about utilization and learning about statement dates and learning about, you know, report dates and all that type of stuff. Like before then, it was just, OK, I got enough credit to go lease me a car, but, right. you know, I'm going to have a high interest rate and I'm going to have high this in the end. You know, one of my OGs started teaching me about, you know, secure credit cards and uh, signature loans through the bank and all that type of stuff on building my credit. And once I did that, I was like, shit, this credit shit is pretty easy if you stick to your guns. Like, but that's the hardest part. And that's what's going to lead us into our uh, into my next line of questioning. Because um, Tony or Antonio had actually commented on it and I just wanted to wait until we got into this point to to bring it up but um, he says in our culture we're not taught these things but we got to do better for our kids future prepare them for their financial for their financial future uh, also their financial responsibility so where I was going with that is in our in our culture we're not taught about credit we're not taught about credit if you come from a public schooling you're already not taught about credit even more so if you are a black American, you know nothing, even less than what they teach you at school. Right. So for me, 
I guess my question would be, why do outside of the the blatant answers, why do you think some people <laughs> in our community just don't care about their credit? And you hit it right on the nose. It's we don't care because we're not we only know you only know what you know and you only know what you're taught. Right. So if we if you go through school or your parents ain't never tell you the importance of credit, we gonna always brush it off like we do and just continue to live, you know, with the mindset that we have. So the first thing is changing your mindset about credit and financial literacy. And I'm I just gonna <laughs> take it back to the to what you said, the blatant answer. And we gonna, you know, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk and keep it real. What's the blatant answer of why it's not taught in school? Uh or why, you know, or, of course we can't blame put it on our parents because I want to talk about minds and I know they didn't know. And right. that's the reason right. why. And what's they that main talk. reason? What's they didn't that main know. reason you guys think <laughs> they they didn't know and they didn't have the access. They didn't have the access to know. They were too busy trying to, you know, not get killed. And why it's not taught in school? What's the reason because I would say? It, it's a direct pipeline from school to the working class or school to prison. Yep. And they don't want our community to know. It's not for us to know. It's and school, I know what do, I mean. Pretty much it's all it's all a part of it. Right. They, you know, it's the workers mentality, all that. You know, it's all and it's and it got a lot to do with, you know, the social structure of United States. So um what I want to just say is that's the reason why I knew it was a must why, you know, start this business to start teaching financial literacy and how important it was. Because so, how much has changed my life. Right. Um, and the rooms it has put me in. Um, yeah, we've seen the just, growth. Take yes, a, we'll, yes, we'll take, a, we'll, we'll take, a, we'll take a, a, a real quick detour. Um, Malcolm just celebrated a year. Of being oh, yeah. a business owner, and we were trying to get him for his year, but that was thank a very, God. very good week. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we definitely want to, you know, congratulate you that on that because yeah. doing a doing a year in any field is tough. Yeah. Doing it in credit and staying with it, and you know, that's commendable. As an so, entrepreneur, yes, <laughs> yeah, we we definitely wanted to give you that. Thank you, I appreciate you, it. And brother, and and. Congratulations on your marriage. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You have a very beautiful family. So we definitely got to throw that one out there, too. I know. My bad. I ain't even got round of applause on my I ain't know y'all. I ain't see y'all got. I don't get no sound effects. Damn. Oh, my bad. My bad. Damn. Don't do me like that. Damn. I forgot all about it. I don't even think I got round of applause. I appreciate it. I got this. There that we works. go. I take that. that. Yeah, the horns. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I got the all drop. For the, for the, for the, never mind. But no, but yeah, my, to get to this my point, wife was my man. wife was asleep, so I didn't want to, you know, start sounding off <laughs> the, the the drops. You in the living room? Why are you in the living room? Why are you downstairs? Uh, Elijah and his friend are in the basement. They they uh, spent the night. Or Elijah's friend spent the night, and they spent the night in the basement. So, okay. yeah, I'm in the living room. All right. 
You know, if I was in the basement, man, we'd have been loud as shit. Yeah, I know. It'd have been lit. I do. Uh, I got to go back on these comments. Bean commented a while ago. And uh, so she said that they say 30% utilization is high these days. Uh, should really be 10. What's your take on that? Yeah, I agree. I actually keep mine at zero. Mm. You know, I don't. I, people say, no, you need to leave some. No, most mine is zero because I'm at a point where I only use business credit now. I don't even use personal. Ugh, talk that you know, it's, you know. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I definitely got to drop for that. I definitely got to drop for that. But I agree with her. The lower you keep the utilization, when I said thirty percent, that's the max number you could take it over without it negatively affecting your credit. Okay. But yes, she's correct. If you keep it ten percent or even lower, it's going to maximize your credit score. Okay. So totally right. correct with that. So if you got a thousand dollar credit or, or credit card, spend a hundred dollars. Correct. Never go over three hundred. Spend a hundred, keep it at that ten percent. You're gonna be good. You're gonna see your scores rise. Gym number thirty four. Just start using my credit card for gas. That's it. Talking about business credit, baby. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. That's where you that, really want to get. Yeah. Credit up. Yeah. That's what we're working on now. Facts. Hey, man, yeah, we might have. With we the, might. Hey, we not might only need do to I help with personal. Yeah, we might have to. Book not a only do I help with personal, I help with business too. So, we, okay, uh, that's a that's a whole another podcast though. We are gonna keep yeah, it personal. Yeah, for today. sure, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right, Brandon. Yeah, with that consultation. Definitely. <laughs> so back on our back on back on topic anyway. Um, yeah, our community is so under under treated, under schooled, under under taught, like yeah. Yeah, like we we never we never like you said, you only know what you know or what you're taught. And we're not taught this. Even as even in secondary school, you have to take financial classes to learn about like you can go through four whole years of college, come out with whatever degree you come out with, but if you didn't take financial financial literacy classes or business management classes, you have no idea what credit is or how to manage it. Right. And for us, like it's like it's one of those things where we're finally in an age where um, we're not visibly put in our place, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? In the 60s and 70s, it was easy to see it. Like, it was like, oh, nah, nigga, you not getting to this, you know, high-level corporate office. Nah, nigga, you can't come get this job. You can't come that, come get that. Like, in, in 2022, like, we're no longer bound by those sets of, you know, systemic bullshit where now it's all behind the scenes, but we can still get in the cracks in the doors. And I think that's one of the reasons why I always say education is elevation because it's one of those things where it's like, we are finally in an era to where we can make change within our own community. We don't have to be, we don't have to worry about them. We don't have to depend on them to make our lives better. Like we finally gotten to that point and I, I love to see it. Like, you know, we always shouting out fucking small businesses and all type of shit. Like, we kind of got off of it once we start getting deeper in it, but deeper into the pod. 
Um, but at one point, we were shouting out three businesses a week. That's what's up. So it, you know, it's just nice to, it's nice to have somebody on that has their own business and is, is thriving in that business. Malcolm out at one point. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, y'all definitely did. I appreciate that for y'all from y'all. Yeah, definitely. Hey, no problem. That's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Talk your shit, Bean. She said we've been systematically redlined and kept out of the convo, but we have to teach ourselves. We be on the web looking up dumb shit. You can find out about credit if you want to. Hey, redlining is still a very yeah. real thing. It is. It really Tech is. Tech knowledge is power. And that's another thing, man. Future episode, um, I actually have an in-house realtor. Uh, I want to get oh, her on, on, me, on with us for future, um, future episodes so we can talk about housing and first-time homeowner ownership. Um, just definitely, just to keep I was you gonna know, ask you a question, but that's probably a better uh, yeah. question better pose to her about, yeah. about housing and all that. I'll save it. Uh, well, write okay. it down okay. so okay. you don't forget it. Oh no, I ain't. I've been thinking, uh, <laughs> all I've been thinking about for like the past month, so I ain't gonna forget that. Trust me. Okay. And I already talked to her. Her name Tania Jones, and she said, "Yeah, she's gonna be. She's willing to come on with us." Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, trying to educate. So I want to be an MLO just to help us. What is an MLO? What's MLO? That's what I want to know. Or is that uh or is that your autocorrect? <laughs> don't don't uh, tell me you got an iPhone being. <laughs> oh no, nah, Bing. I'm gonna have to kick you off. I'm gonna have to kick you off if you got an iPhone. <laughs> Oh, Malcolm. So you yes, being yes. in it, me, you being in it in a year. I'm assuming that you have um, multiple phones to conduct yes. business and all that type of stuff. Balling. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely this is off of credit in general. Oh, mortgage loan officer. Oh, okay, 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 okay. cool, cool. Okay, Bean, I like we that. Let's show how broke I am. I don't know what the fuck that is, no. man. You hear me? <laughs> I definitely got to get my acronyms. You up. got a house. You got a whole bunch more than you. you ain't know. I got to get my. I got to get my acronyms up. Um, do you? I'm looking do, up dumb shit on the internet. I, I can't. I can't help it. <laughs> it's so much fun, dumb shit. Rabbit holes. Yeah, I'll be going down. Yeah, rabbit for holes. sure. I'd definitely be going down. Boy, I'll be following that little white rabbit all the way to Neverland. Or, ratchet, uh, yeah, yeah, ratchet holes. Ratchet yeah. Ratchet holes. Um, <laughs> Multiple phones. Do you have, uh, do you like iPhone or Android better? Or do you, you like mix them depending on if it's business or personal? <laughs> it's funny you ask that. First of all, it's not <laughs> Apple and Samsung than all the other Androids. Go ahead. That's true. I only, I only have Android. Uh, everybody clown me for not having an iPhone, especially as a business owner. But, you know, I I just not a you know I it's funny I worked te- I worked in technical support for Apple before, and I know how to get you a uh, I just got one of my clients a a ten k Apple card credit card with no inquiry, but mm. I don't have an iPhone. Oh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I, I, I probably will just for business purposes I will be probably getting one. I got two phones I'll probably get one, but I prefer Android. 
I prefer Android too. Stop ruining the group chat with them green. Hey, fuck you, Bing. <laughs> that's what the, that's what I hear all the time. I'm going Whoa. on a fellas trip, and I'm the only one with an Android. They be Saudi. Yeah. Man, that's why your phone came out the box crack. Type <laughs> shit. Apple Car clutch. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. They clutch. Yeah, I think um, the only reason I asked is because um, I Uber on the weekends and. Mm-hmm. I kind of start getting into conversations with people and I've met a couple shit. I've met a couple millionaires in them fucking Ubers. Um, mm-hmm. But we've gotten on that conversation before of Android versus Apple or I'm sorry, Samsung versus Apple and then all them other Androids. Um, but I've heard a lot of business owners say that they will use iPhones, but strictly only for business because it's just easier to operate when it comes to business stuff. Um, Because, you know, Samsung is designed for customization and personalization and all that type of stuff. And, you know, you can do all the third party stuff and all of that. And the camera better. Um, But, yeah, that that was just a random ass question I had because I've heard a lot of people say that they only use Apple for business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it it that's why I be getting one just for business purposes. That's yeah, it. yeah, I like that. Um, so one of the one of the other big debates that, um, even in my household, uh, personally, me and my wife have had this debate, um, because of the way that she was raised and the way that I was raised, uh, and then you know it's one of those debates that you kind of hear over and over and over. Uh, the cash first credit debate because she was raised that if you don't have the cash to buy it, you can't afford it. Right. And then I was raised uh, somewhat the same way, but my mom also bought a house in her early 20 or I'm sorry, her late twenties, early thirties. So I understood, mm-hmm. you know, you had to have credit for that. You didn't just buy this house cash. Like, right. so I was more on the credit side. She was more on the cash side. So where do you stand on that? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So, you know, they, I know y'all hear the saying that that cash is king, right? Yeah. Cash on the way out though. So how I respond is if cash is king, credit is the emperor. Mm. If cash is king, credit is the emperor. That's what I'm going to say about that. Because most of the time, you have to save up that money and work hard in order to make a big purchase. When you have credit and good credit, all you have to do, you use other people's money pretty much. Let me just break it down. Why use your own liquid cash when you can use other people's money? That's the game. Never mm-hmm. use your money. Keep your money in your pocket. Always use other people's money and let that asset work for you. That's the that's the bottom line. In business and personal, anything. So say, for example, I don't recommend you going, if you even got the money to pay for a $20,000 car, keep that cash in your pocket. Go get it on credit. That's why credit is so important. And we need to realize that. You know what I mean? So you can keep your cash flow, your liquid cash in your pocket. Right. You know, you could, of course, you could pay it off when you want to. That's great. That's all good and dandy. But, you know, I, I'm just going to give you an example. For me, just using other people's money, I could be dead broke. But as long as I got credit, I always have access to get things. 
Yeah. I ain't gotta have a dollar. But let your money run out. Then what? Yeah, they you ass out. Here. You in the streets now, yeah. So that's yeah. why credit is so much more important. Um, these businesses, I was just listening to uh, a podcast yesterday. Walmart, for example, or even Apple. I'll, they they use all of their business credit for everything, and they keep their cash on hand. They don't spend their own money. They just pay it back. They keep a cash reserve, a big cash reserve. Mm-hmm. But all, all, all of the, the items that they purchase, the phones, the, the, the things that make up a phone, it's all through business account. Walmart, the same thing. All through business credit. Yeah. So that's what we we gotta learn. Like, and I'm just get, gonna give you on a smaller scale. Me, you know, I have two businesses. Um, one is established, and I'm working on another one as far as business credit. So with next level, you know, I use that credit to bring in other assets for me personally. Okay. So I used I used my business credit and went and bought a car, paid it straight out. And you can write and it I off. Got, now, now this is I now use that car as an asset to make me money. I, I rent it out. A personal car? Turo. No, uh, just an extra car to rent a out. A business car. Money. Oh, okay. A yeah. business car. So that's making me that's money a, by using a, other people's money. I never took a tax out writer. a dollar in my pocket. Yep. Deductions, everything. I never took out a dollar in my pocket, but yeah. I'm using the, my business credit to bring me in another asset to make money. Yeah. Just like now, those I'm company cars. Buy, that's a company I don't car. I frivolous stuff. You know, I buy assets that's going to bring me in money. Definitely. Right. So that's why I always say credit is way more important than cash. It could take you places and put you in places that cash never will. So and that was a, that was a slight flex. I like that you kind of brushed over that. Uh, but how if you feel comfortable telling us, because, you know, I always feel like I'm counting niggas pockets when I ask them money questions um, with you going using your business credit to buy a car to rent out on Curo, how much is that returning you monthly? So ballpark, you ain't have to give me. And it, and this one I'm gonna clarify. I didn't go get I didn't go get like an installment. I didn't get a loan for the car. I got it off my credit. Um credit card. Just took a credit card and bought a car straight out. So that brings me in about a thousand a month. Quick twelve quick. On average. Quick twelve so pay a year. I could pay, you know, make the payment off on a credit card and everything else is a profit in addition to it. So that's yeah. the thing about using your credit to make money that people might not understand. Right. So and that's that's where I was trying to that's where I was trying to bring it around to. Mm-hmm. Um was, you know, some of those examples where it's like, this is what you can do possibly. Like Correct. if your credit limit is high enough for you to do this, then this is what you're gonna return with. Like, right. and that's just, you know, that's just one thing. And you know, you're not hyper focused on, you know, Kuro. So it's like that's not, you know what I'm saying? What you saying is Turo, T-U-R-O. Turo, Turo, my bad. <laughs> I heard Kuro. Don't get it, don't get the people wrong, incorrect information. I heard Kuro. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> hey Tremaine. What up, Tremaine? Good morning. Um, what was this one? I missed this one. This was tax. The most secure way to buy cash don't come with spam or fraud protection. Credit cards does. Yeah, that's that's facts. Um, 
Oh, we wrote cash versus credit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like that's also one of those things where it's like, it, I mean, it really just ties back into us not being taught. And it's not even just right. a, our community thing. Like that's a, you know, if you're public school, if you're not privately schooled. So I know you remember um, going to Walnut Hills on a daily basis or where, however often you went. Uh, I think I've told this story on here before, but I saw this little kid. He was in eighth grade, little white boy. And they're walking past my, they're walking past me and they're talking about stocks. And they're like, oh yeah, my, and I'm listening and I'm, I swear to God, Malcolm, this little dude is, he ain't even five foot yet. So he talking and talking and he walked back and get on my bus. And it just so happened that me and somebody else was talking about the same shit. Right. So he started engaging with us in conversation. And I was like, so, you know, what's your, what's your stuff looking like? He was like, and I know we're not talking about stocks, but I'm gonna bring it back to credit. Um, but he was like, yeah, my, my dad taught me how to trade stocks when I was 11 years old. Mm. So I started trading stocks and, you know, I was doing, obviously he was doing it in his dad's name cause he can't have the stocks in his name cause he's fucking 11. But he was like, yeah, I started trading stocks and I started learning about the stock market and all that type of stuff. And he was like, right now, um, I have enough money to pay for four years of college already in eighth grade. Wow. In eighth grade, he already had enough money to pay for four years of college. Game changer, yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, your dad talked to you about stocks. I was like, you know, in that process, did you learn about credit? He was like, oh, yeah. He was like, me and my, he was like, with the money that I already have saved up and the dollars that my dad has, he was like, once I turn 15, I'm going on his credit card. He was like, mm-hmm. and it was so funny because you know, once kids like kind of trust you or you pique their interest, they don't shut up. They tell you way too right. much information. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, my dad's got like four or five different credit cards with a $50,000 credit limit. So uh, once I turn 15, he's going to put me on this one, this one and that one. And he was dropping names like, you know, what I'm saying when you start hearing like Wells Fargo and uh, American Express, Discover, like it's certain names that you hear where it's like, oh, no, nah, that's a real money. So, and he was telling me, and he's just talking and talking, and, and, and all I could think of at that time, because this is before I bought my house, is before I started worrying about my credit. All, all I could hear was how stupid I was at thirty fucking years old, and this fucking this twelve year old is schooling me, and he's not getting it from school; he's getting it from home. Right. Like, I think that's another thing that we don't that we don't. Um, that we don't talk about enough is that it starts at home. Our community has been so pressed on go to school, learn what you're supposed to learn. The kids, are, the, the, the teachers are supposed to teach you. You're supposed to learn at school. Like, Put them out at 18. Yeah. Like, we're not taught that it starts at home. Like, you're going to learn the bulk of what you're going to use in your adulthood, you're going to learn that at home. You're not going to learn that right. at school. I agree. I agree. Like, it, it's just funny because me and my, um, hey, Mama B, um, but me and my mom, um, look, 
<laughs> Tech said the same shit. Um, but me and her kind of started our credit journey together. Um, because you know, she confided in me and let me know what happened with our house when I was younger. And she was like, I wasn't ready for that purchase. She was like, I didn't know that I wasn't ready for that purchase, but I wasn't ready for that purchase. And you know, she had never really worried about her credit. And then I started talking to her while I was on my credit journey and on my way to buy this house. And I was like, man, my credit score keep jumping. This falling off, that falling off. I went and got this loan, try to help me. I paid that off in six months. I went and got this loan. I paid that one off in a year. I, and like that, just like uh, how you were talking earlier with revolving credit and um, uh, yeah, the installments. So I had went and got a signature loan for like five grand. It was uh, it was like a four. It was four years. It was four years that they gave me to pay on it, and it was like eighty bucks a month or something like that. And I didn't realize how integral it would be once I went to go look for a house because I had did that years ago just on some. I need some money, right. and I did it through my bank and set it up. So when I got paid, it just came out. I never even seen the payment come out. I didn't have to pay them. As soon as I got paid, the payment came out. But it was so integral in buying my house and buying my car because it showed that I had, you know, two and a half, three years of on-time payments, never missed a payment, never defaulted, never nothing. And it it was one of those, one of those things where I was like, damn, like, I don't think I would have been able to. There's no um, there's no cash history. Right. Like you can't trust cash. Like you can't trust cash. You can trust a credit score. You can't trust yep. cash. Exactly. And that's what kind of fucked me up because when we, we went to buy the house, they were like, oh, any cash that goes into your account, we got to have a, 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 a um, paper trail. Mm-hmm. Anything. He was like, I don't care if you. He was like, I don't care if somebody gave you a hundred thousand dollars tomorrow. It better be a paper trail of it going from their account to your account. Because if it's not, and it better say a gift. Because if it doesn't say a gift, then you're not. It's not worth it. Right. And I was like, Well, how does that play into the credit? It was like, Well, well, we won't count any of that money. The only thing we'll look at is at your, at your credit score. We don't really care what's in your account. We care what your credit score looks like. I was like, and, and it confused the hell out of me. But um, that was when I realized that, you know, cash wasn't king because it didn't matter how much money I had in my account. I could have had a million dollars in my account, but if my credit was fucked up, I wouldn't have been able to buy this house. Like. Well, you, you could have bought it. You just would have had to have it in full. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just would have had to have it in full. Yeah, that 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 fucked me up, man. That fucked me up real bad. So, um, it, it, unfortunately, we don't learn how important credit is till it's time till we want those things like a home or a car, a good. You yeah, know, everybody wants that nice car, good running car that that's dependable, especially when you get a family. You don't want nothing that you gotta, you know. If you paying most of them, you paying cash for something. You are gonna have to be getting a lot of maintenance done on it. Right. You get to a point like, okay, I'm tired of these cash cars. I want something nice, dependable that's gonna last, and I ain't got to keep putting in the shop every other month. You know what I mean? Right. So, 
And unfortunately, you know, that's what I want to teach it. And I want to be a vessel for the community to, to show how important credit is. That's why I do, I come back and partake in uh, first time home buyer, buyer uh, seminars. Yeah. That's the reason oh, why I do that. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean? I've seen a couple of them. You've posted a yes. few of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love doing that, man. I love. Uh, would I, I go ahead? Would you care to share some information from one of those seminars, or just save it for the seminar? Oh yeah, we when that's why I'm bringing on the realtor. We're gonna talk yeah. about. Oh okay, all right, all right, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That we're gonna get all into that in depth. Definitely. All right, all right, it's cool. gonna be a whole another episode. Yeah, that's gonna, gonna be that's gonna be the information. Yeah, so we sure. you know credit. Buying a home, credit is one of the most important processes of by purchasing a home. So me personally, I actually work, I'm affiliated with uh, with mortgage lenders. Yeah. Where they send me people, I get them together and send them back. Or if I got a client that don't have a mortgage lender, I send them to them. So we kind of work hand in hand together. Quick, bro, bro. I, I had an event, I had an event where I sponsored a first-time homebuyer program. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I had an event where I sponsored uh, realtor and lenders, like a networking event, just just for that point, so we can network with each other. Because it's very important, right. especially in this market, housing market that's going on. Right. I think. Can you hear us? It ha- It happened again. Hold okay. on. Hold on. I'm about to. I'm about to you. bounce out and come back in. I got you. Can you hear us? Oh shit. <laughs> Look, that nigga phone off the hook. Man. That's why you need that That's spare phone. That's definitely a good thing. I don't think anybody ever gonna be mad about their phone going crazy like that. Right. I ever. Mean, that, that's just business. That's just money coming in. Man. Shit. Uh there we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um but um yeah, that's it's it's, it's interesting. Like we all work together. It's like one network. Yeah, so definitely. That's, that's why that'll be a great episode to have to talk about. You know, pretty much it's some things I want to touch on as far as like the the increase in rent prices. Yeah, you Man. know that's driving more people to want to get homes because it's like I tell people this all the time. You gonna I don't care. You gonna pay for a house whether you pay for somebody else that you're renting from. Or you pay for your own, you're gonna pay for a house. Yeah. So I recommend everybody pay for their own house to get that equity, build the equity up within their own home. Yeah. Instead of paying somebody house off for somebody else. Right. Yeah, I think the biggest um I think the biggest reluctance with that really is just people not realizing um or not wanting to undertake how much responsibility it is to own a house. Yeah, and not just is. on the money side of it, but you know, you got to deal with repairs, you got to deal mm-hmm. with taxes, you got to deal with it. Like, it's so much stuff that goes into owning a house. A lot of people just don't even want to uh, uh, undertake that that responsibility. And but at the same time, you make a very good point because I tell people that shit, <laughs> that shit all the time. Like, bro, yeah. you pay in rent. At a condo or an apartment, you're paying a you're paying for a two or three bedroom apartment more than what I'm paying in my mortgage, and I have a full fucking house. Right. Like, and it's hard hey, to argue with yeah. that, but there's so many people that are just stuck on that. Well, 
when something break, I know somebody that could come fix it and they ain't gonna charge me. And it was like, it's kind of hard to argue you, with that logic. They pay for it, it in advance. That's right. all I'm gonna say. With these rent prices, oh, you pay yeah. for it. You just yeah, paying you, for it monthly. Yeah, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna raise your shit up every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These times and they raising it. I remember back in the day they used to raise it what fifty, seventy-five dollars. Now it's five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because and that's across the country. It's so funny because I was talking to um I was talking to a lady at work and she said she's owned her house 15 years and she said every every five to seven years her payment would get lower because Mm -hmm. of one one simple fact, right? Her first five years it was stagnant. And then at five years, I'm sorry, at five years, they lowered her payment like $200. Mm-hmm. So instead of just making that payment, she was making her monthly and then the extra $200 that they took off, she was still paying that and she was putting it toward the principal. Mm-hmm. So now 15 years in, her payment is cut in half. Mm. She says she's paying less than half of what she was paying when she first bought the house. Because every time that they lower it, she's still she's still paying every month what she was paying 15 years ago. Right. And she's just throwing it towards the principal. And it's like, oh, okay, I I can pay this off in, you know, five years early, 10 years early. Yeah. And that's a game changer. Yeah. And people don't realize that. Like, and I know it ain't got nothing to do with credit. We can definitely get into that when we get the realtor stuff in. But it got something Um, to do with financial literacy. Yeah. Exactly. Like and that's what's so that's what's so good about financial literacy. Yeah, it ties in together. Like that's what that's what I love so much about financial literacy is that it encompasses so many things. It's not just credit. It's not just owning a home. It's not just budgeting. It's not like it's so many things that encompass financial literacy that we can be teaching each other before we even get to the kids. Like we can just teach each other. Yep. Like just just listen. Like it, it's so it's so easy to just just sit and listen to somebody that might like we're so our community anyway. We are so determined to be right that we don't take the time to listen to somebody that's smarter than us. Right. Everybody wanna think they know everything, listening to shit off the internet, and now everybody experts now. Nah, it's motherfuckers who went to school for this and did classes and all this other shit and like learn some real information. Like listen to somebody, yo. Yeah. That's why and you know what? That's why I, that's why I fuck with Tex. Um because I've had this conversation with Tex a couple times. He said that's how he paid off his house and his second house in half the time. That's um so I know from second talking house, to, shout him, to you, man. Shout out yeah. to you. Shout out yeah. to Tex. He had the second house built, if I'm remembering right. So like, this ain't just, you know, I paid my house off and then I went and bought another house. No, I paid my house off and then I went and built some shit. So, this ain't, you know what I'm saying? That's one that's that's one of the OGs. Like, I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, that nigga, when I first started talking to him, like, to get background out, like, I know this nigga from 2K. For playing a game. <laughs> and I had... <laughs> yeah, like, and it's so crazy because I've had so many personal conversations with him just off the game or, you know what I'm saying, just chopping it up or it'd be like just me and him playing at that time and we just be talking about shit. Like, 
this nigga got some wisdom. Like, and I, like, no bullshit. I think he might be younger than me. Like, he might be two or three years younger than me. He got some fucking wisdom, bro. Like, I didn't learn shit from him that motherfuckers ain't never taught me. You know what I'm saying? Back to my original point, you got to listen when niggas smarter than you were in the room. Big facts. Yeah. Agreed. Um, anyway, we can get back to our shit. Uh, hmm, fucking tangent, Kings. Um, what do you see for the future of credit? Uh, credit ain't going anywhere. Um, it's, it's engraved in this system here in this country. It's not going anywhere. Um, right now, what I see is is like these credit card companies are going to be making a a shit ton of money because yeah. truthfully I you know just word just word around like in the financial industries there's a um recession looming so more people going to go into debt more people going to start making payments on credit cards um so already it was a rise in 2021 and 2022, yeah. 2022 top 2021 already. Mm. Yeah. So it's gonna get it's just gonna be more people getting in debt, unfortunately. It's um, gonna get ugly. Like, and that ties into inflation, the housing market, gas inflation, increases in rent prices, and food inflation. So Can you I make a PSA? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. PSA, Joe Biden don't make the gas prices, y'all. The whole world gas prices are up, not just America's. It's, it's not uh, Joe Biden. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it is not Joe Biden. I appreciate Like, that, I don't like the nigga you know, either. That's just a, but... that's just a talking point. It's a talking yeah. point. You know, and, it's, and people like, not I don't smart like him, enough, but... People not smart enough to know that, but thank you for that. But Yeah, like, I, I don't really like the way that he's running the country, but he don't make gas prices. Like I don't our know food, if y'all know that. Our or not. food prices, but you know, like it just it, it goes into what's going on around the world. It's war going yeah. on, uh shortages, uh the pandemic. Everybody's still recovering from the pandemic. It, correct. So it's 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 just remnants from that. That's what caused yeah. the inflation and it just man, right now that's why budgeting is so important. And they Have gave all you niggas twelve hundred dollars. You thought they weren't coming for that? <laughs> <laughs> they gave niggas twelve hundred dollars a couple Them days. Times. With. Ain't no money yeah. getting sent out to save you. Like, come on now. Time. Like, I, I, I cannot with my right mind think that anybody in America thought that we was gonna get twelve hundred dollars and they wouldn't coming back for that shit. Yeah, with, like with no tax. Yeah, they want all that back. That twelve hundred dollars ain't lasting long, especially if you got kids and got to go to the grocery store. You can spend that in within a month. Man, twelve hundred dollars won't cover my rent, bro. I spent that shit cover the month. I spent that shit in two weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, that wasn't shit. Yeah. And we got twelve hundred a piece, so we got twenty four. So mm. between the both of us, we probably it took us about a month to spend all of it. But twelve hundred by myself, shit. Hey, shout out to my wife, man. She said something that was so funny to me yesterday, man. She said, uh. It's actually almost becoming cheaper to go out to eat than go to the grocery store. Man, I fell yeah. out. Of it is. <laughs> I, was talking about, I was just talking about that with my girl the other day. No Man. bullshit. Like, I got, I I'm making, I'm, I'm, see today. <laughs> I'm frying chicken for dinner tonight, right? So, yeah. uh, a two and a half bag of chicken from Kroger's is eight bucks. 
and I, I do a four pound bag and a two and a half pound bag because that's how you know I'm saying it's five of us. So, um, but I spent twenty dollars just on the chicken. Like that ain't sides mm-hmm. nothing, bro. I can go to Domino's and get four pizzas for twenty four dollars. <laughs> right. Like there you go. And, and we can eat for a couple of days off of that. Like, bro, it should not be it should not be cheaper to go to Domino's than it is to cook my own food at home. However right. unhealthy, you know what I'm saying? Like obviously <laughs> yeah. I'm about to fry it. Like I'm about to fry it. I ain't even gonna hold you. Mm-hmm. You still vegan? Vegetarian. Okay. Since 20, what made what, what made you switch? You know, I still gotta watch what the hell um, is still in my that I, Bobby, come on, man. I know. I, I, like I said, I ain't been that's watching that. My Netflix I, cut off. And I ain't even thinking about it. Like, it's still on YouTube, my list. YouTube. That's, YouTube. That's one of them. No, what the hell is one of them? Like, that, that almost made me stop eating meat, bro. I ain't even going to hold you. Pause. Um, but, yeah. That, that was one nah, of them. Being a, being a vegan is, is hard. I really, it was more so time. Um, you know, and being accessible to food. Is, you know, okay. when you're traveling. It's hard to find just a dope vegan you know, spot. Vegan spots, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. So, but you know, I still. I but vegetarian ain't too far off, though, is it? No, nah, it ain't too far off. It's just the fact that you consume dairy. Um, oh, okay. I still do very minimum dairy, but you know, sometimes, yeah, I might, you know, grab a piece of veggie piece or something like that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. We ain't gonna get on the health kit because I definitely got a whole bunch of health questions because I'm bad. Invite me in on that episode too, man. I'm real. I'm real round. I'm real versed. <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely got. Uh, I, I got some. I got some stories for that too. I know. Um, it's so crazy. Like talking about. We're, so we gonna go back on business business shit for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. This past year year and a month or two months however long it's been that we've been doing this podcast like i have been i can't speak for everett and bobby but i have been privy to so many different conversations and learning so many new people from the people that i know um like my guy mufaro who we shout out damn near every episode um shout out mufaro of course um, shout out Matose Visuals. Uh, Dayton show still coming soon. We ain't forgot about y'all. It's still coming. Um, but through him and doing our Dayton show, I'm a gym owner. And um, while we were doing, you know, the Dayton show and stuff, I had the opportunity to interview her. And after the interview, we chopping it up. Like me, her, and before, we just chopping it up. And I'm just like, I didn't realize I was always one of those people that just kind of know motherfuckers like around mm-hmm. the city. Like I just know people like whether it be through right work or school or yeah, like, I'm a talker. So, you know what I'm saying? If I get in the room with anybody, we can hold a conversation, but I'm starting to realize that like the, how big a network can be just by knowing somebody like I know you like if I just drop a name you know what I'm saying like not even on some let me get in type shit but 
oh shit, you know Malcolm? Yeah, I know Malcolm. I used to work with him and such and such and such and such. And then me and that person can build a relationship just off of knowing your name. Right. Like it's starting to get to the point now to where our network is so vast, where it's like if we not doing something, like I feel fucked up. Like we got way too many opportunities and we like as a collective, as the normal convos pod, like we know so many people that even if this, even if this whole construct never does numbers, we can go out and still make a, like not necessarily a difference, but we can go out and do something with our lives. Like, I'm starting to get to that point of realization to where we just know too much. Right. We know too much and we know too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so even on, on, on top of that, so where it was leading me to is once you got down, once you got down to Atlanta, how was building your clientele? Cause I know up here, uh, I know you were helping to some, a couple of people at the job. Um, how was your clientele once you got down there, like building your clientele? It was tough. Um, it was tough at first, but now it's not. Um, I actually, you. you know, shout outs to, you know, my wife. She would support me and, you know, she was already living here before I got here. Plus, I lived here before, so I got a small little network of people I knew from when I previously lived here, which I, you know, through social media, we still kept in touch. But for the most part, it's just getting out here. Now I'm going to networking events down here. I'm going to the business seminars down here and meeting people in place. And then, you know, um, the word of mouth is going around. Like, it's like, basically, I'm getting referrals a lot from down here. And it's just based off of one person. You know what I mean, and she, but she comes into contact with a lot of people, right? So yeah, so now the brand is building, and then I went and took part in the home buyers, first time home buyers seminar down here. It did yeah. by faith. Somebody added me on to uh, their Facebook page. I seen that they was doing it, and it was a sold out event. I'm like, hey, I love to come. They was like, they was like, so you do credit? I'm like, yeah. She was like, oh my god, you guys seeing the person who was supposed to come dropped out. You could come take her place. So That's it's just how it stuff works. like that, how my network and brand is building. So then right I went place, out to right Vegas. Time. Exactly. I went out to Vegas for a credit con conference. It's like one of the biggest credit conferences in the United States. And now I met, uh, I, we call ourselves the credit bros. I met two other guys to do the same thing. And now yeah. we best friends. We meet up. We hold each other accountable. We talk about our business, our problems we face. They strong in areas that I'm not as far as in business. I have some things I can offer them that they don't do, and we just network together, and there's no competition. I like that. Um, it's, it's, it's enough business out here for, for everybody. Yeah. One thing I learned, there will never be, like even in just business in general, even if you sell something, there will always be more buyers than there is sellers. Always. Always. So it's always gonna be more people That's gang, that need y'all. services. Yeah, I'm dropping them. Listen, but there will always be more buyers than these sellers. So don't feel free. Like 
uh, market oversaturated. For example, I'm going to take it back to the Turo. I put it out there because I want people to do that to make that money. It's going to always be more people needing to get around and get cars and cars breaking down they need to rent or they traveling in your city. You can make money. I ain't trying to hold this information. I want to put it out there. So, uh, hey, man, it's enough that. money out here for everybody. Man, it's just well, about changing the mindset. The mindset. What's that? Change that mindset. Pe- people um like having information and like hoarding the information like it's gonna hurt you to teach somebody something. Oh yeah. That that's another problem with us, man. I ain't gonna hurt, but I'm, yeah. so I'm I'm glad you're doing that, like teaching people and all that, and not being stingy oh, yeah. with the knowledge. We need I'm that. Provide, I'm gonna provide knowledge whether you're a client of mine or not. I got a Facebook. Uh, credit man, group like called Next Level Credit. Shit, um, I drop gems. I do we when I do my first time home buyer seminars, we don't charge for that. And I, I I take my own money, I fly up there to Cincinnati and be a part of that. You know what I mean? So and that's free of charge. So I'm 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 a vessel for the community. Yeah, definitely. And I think and I love what I do and I want to see everybody win. I know yeah, how I think, having good credit and financial literacy changed my life, and it could do the same because I, you know, I did, I came from nothing too, so. Yeah, and I think that's one of those. Um, even though I know that you mean it, <laughs> um, I think it's one of those overused things, and it's kind of taking the. It's kind of taking the meaning out of it. Where it's like, oh, I came from nothing. Like, it's been used so many times and it's been proven to be, you know, not that so many times that people kind of forget that some people really do come from nothing. Like, there are people that started at the bottom. There are people that, man, I was, you know, check to check. Don't know, you know what I'm saying? I might not, I might not be broke, broke where all my, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might not be poor, like, I'm just broke. Like my bills is paid. This is done. This is done. This is done. But I ain't got no money to play with. I ain't got no money to do this. I ain't got no money to do that. Like broke and poor are two different things. And I don't think people understand that sometimes you can like it's 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 one of those type things. Um, Mufaro, welcome to the chat, bro. Uh, Yeah, shout out to you, brother. Before I'll come in on his bullshit. uh, (laughs) How can I use good credit to get hoes? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> hey man! <laughs> I fucking hate you. Get you a nice car, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he's silly, he's man. He's silly. Oh, <laughs> which is, which is kind of funny that he asked that because my next question. <laughs> Is not directly <laughs> that, but um, it's what opportunities and advantages have you become accustomed to because of having good credit? So uh, I know y'all probably were, but I was able to last year purchase my first home and my first yes. home was a brand yes. new construction home. Hey. I never thought I would, you know, I'm a, <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, I just remember the days when I, you know, driving for uh, Lyft for Uber and you taking people to these nice neighborhoods and they nice houses. It's like, man, how do you like, get man, mine How is. can I do? Like, I want to be here I one day. This. And to start out as my first home being a brand new, you know, five bedroom, three full baths is just, Damn. 
amazing and blessing, yeah. man. Yeah, thank you, man. Sure. Appreciate it. Five bedrooms, five bedrooms, three full baths, brother. Yeah, first yeah, home, first, first, first ass to sit on the toilet seat. That's a flight. <laughs> I always say that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga said five and three. That's what's um, up. God damn. Congratulations. Um, you you yeah. uh you building it down in Atlanta? Yeah, it was built down here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still um I was building it. It was getting built while I was still working with you guys. Mm. Shit, it was. Remember, I was still I still yeah, had you my place show, up you, in Cincinnati. I had you I had showed it. me some of that. You I showed me the construction. Yeah, I bought it in May, but I still have my part. I ain't I still have my place up in Cincinnati for like I four months all about after that. that. So I was just kind of back and forth, just making sure that family was set up, you know. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I remember you showing me some of the pictures of the construction. Right, right. Damn, that shit. I swear to God, it don't seem like you've been gone, bro. It it seemed. I know that year. It seemed a little longer. Yeah. Yeah, like it seemed like a little longer, but also short. Yeah. You know, every time I come up there, I stop. You know, I stop by the job. I don't never see y'all. <laughs> ever, ever they tell you I ran into him? Nah. Uh, every time I come home, I stop by there. I ain't seen or no ever or no. Yes, he did. I think that was yeah. how it started. I think that was no. The whole... I'm talking about just a couple last month. What's that? Yeah. Oh I no, I don't remember that. He ain't tell y'all then. Yeah. Nah, he don't tell us shit. Never gonna fuck with us. <laughs> Everett only like another, us on the that's pod. That's another subject, y'all. Don't get into that. <laughs> Everett only like us on the pod for real, right? <laughs> we will not hear from ever for real. We be calling him in group chats. He'll be picking oh, up. Shit. <laughs> he called me back yesterday too after we got off that. Uh, after we got off that that group chat. Um, oh, but He's yeah, the phone and ignore our shit. So, um, <laughs> um. The advantages and stuff. Um, outside of that, like, is there? I guess a better way of putting it would just be a flat out question. Does it feel good to know that you can walk anywhere and ninety nine percent of the time know that you can get along? Like, how does oh, that yeah. freedom feel? I think mine's like more so ninety nine point nine, but you know. Uh, ah, look yeah. at that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, it's man, it's a it's an awesome feeling, man, because just because I know where I came from, and I know how I felt. Like you know, you just trying to get something to get back and forth to work, and they telling you, yeah, you can get it, but you're gonna have to pay all this stupid like pay for it. With a high interest rate, and you paying five hundred for a car, that ain't worth that. Like it's for real, your dignity, man. Like you know. Um, so now it's just you know, like I'm in a better position. It's kind of scary at the same time because you still can make bad decisions. Yeah. Like I'm gonna just give you a quick example. For example, I did a pre-approval to see how much I can get for a car loan, and it came back. Uh, I think it was like a ninety thousand dollar approval. So knowing I can go get any, pretty much almost get any car I want, that's scary yeah. because go pick, you can go get Tesla. that car, but can you afford it and pay for it? You still got to right. be smart. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, and I think, um, just, you know, when we, when we have you again, um, when we have you again, I would like to get into uh, why this country decides that everything runs off of your gross income instead of your net. Man. 
Um, we'll have to get into that today because it's not really credit based, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that I think that's it. Kind of is, but it is for real. Uh, for real. Yeah, I, I think that's a crock of shit because <laughs> I don't I don't make that much money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that. When you come home, man, it's two different things, yo. Man. But they want to base it off how much you make. Yeah. Like, bitch, you know that ain't what I come home with. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Like, so what's the. Uh, I'm actually glad that you said that. Um, what. I don't even know how to ask the damn question. What reservations do you have? Knowing that at any point in time you can get a ninety thousand dollar car approval is is making sure that you ain't taking on more than you could afford. That's the key. With okay. everything, you know, being that you know, especially knowing how the cost of just gas and insurance, everything's rising. I don't care insurance for cars, houses. Sometimes it's not smart to go make that play, you know. Um, I will put myself if I go do that I gotta have something an asset that's paying for that particular car I already set in place that's bringing in the money to pay for it you know what I mean so that's the good thing that's the thing about budgeting and having assets so you build up your assets first before you go you know get all that spending money yeah definitely because it's easy just as fast man it's so quick to go into debt and get bad credit, but it takes a long time. Just, I, just for example, I'm gonna take it back to what you said. When you bought your house, your credit mm-hmm. went down. Mine's did too. So I dropped. I was, I know I was like close to the 800s. Then I dropped all the way down to 17, and I just mm-hmm. got my first year anniversary. Now I just now got back up to the 800s. I'm over 800s now, but you know it took it took a year of building back up. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So Did he just step on you. He just stepped on my slide. <laughs> yeah. So it takes time to build, man. People got to realize that. So it's and about making smart decisions uh, financially. <laughs> That's why financial literacy is so important. Wait, you can't. So important. What What else makes up financial literacy? I know credit is one of them, but what are the other factors of financial literacy? If you don't mind going into it. Financial literacy is saving, budgeting, investing. Saving, budgeting, and investing. Okay. So if you got a hold on all three of those, you'll be straight out here. Okay. Definitely. (laughs) What be so crazy about it is it sounds so simple. That's probably the three hardest things it is to do in the world. (laughs) Especially with inflation now, right? Oh yeah, but inflation oh, yeah, think, is killing us out here. Well, me anyway. I ain't gonna perk. Mm-hmm. Inflation because those are also, um, especially with us talking about financial literacy. Those are um, which one of the questions was, um, which I think you we kind of went over it already. But it says, do you think credit knowledge is intentionally not taught in school? So. Those are three things that I think are like explicitly not taught. Like nobody teaches you how to create your savings. Nobody teaches you how to budget money. Nobody teaches you how to invest your money. Nobody teaches you about assets. 
Nobody teaches you about appreciating and depreciating assets on top of not teaching you about assets. So it's like you can go out and buy some shit and be like, oh, yeah, like a car is a depreciating asset. Like that's only going to make you money for so long. And then you got to buy another one and it's going to depreciate over time as well. Like it's so crazy. How much, you know, beating a dead horse, but it's crazy how much we don't know or that we not taught. Right. But there's no, you know, there's no incentive for them to teach us that because that's, you know, taking money out of their pockets for real, for real. Like that, yeah. that's like one of the best scams they got going, keeping us in debt. Everybody can't be a millionaire. That's why I say everything is, is purpose. Everybody can't be a millionaire. Yeah. So, um, we gonna try to wrap this up actually, but, um, I think my last my last actual question for you. Um, obviously, you said earlier um, your goal: each one teach one. You know, get everybody on the same page. What would be your ultimate goal? Like, what's? Oh, I'll give you a better one. What do you want your legacy to be? Just as a person, not even as just like a credit guy. What do you want Malcolm's legacy to be? That's a good question. I like to know that too. You know, I my legacy will be more so like, you know, Malcolm. I what I do change lives because I know how credit has changed my life. So I just want people to know that, you know, when they hear my name, you know, they're going to think of all of the great accomplishments that they never thought they would be able to accomplish, whether it's, you know, their dream home, their dream car, or starting a business. Those are, you know, for real, those are people's life dreams and building their own agency, being able to make their own money and not have to work for anybody. And that's what I want to help people. I want I want to create millionaires. Mm. That's what I want to do. So I want to get to a point where I create millionaires just based off of information or you know, guidance or advisory that I provided to clients. Yeah. So Preach. that would be how I would love to be remembered. You know. That's great. Is that a personal goal for you to become a millionaire? Oh yeah, you better know. Multi, multi. Ugh. <laughs> multi. Talk that shit. Amen to that. I'm rooting for you. Man, for sure. Appreciate it. For sure. Um, so before we get into, you know, your shout outs and all that, your businesses and all that, um, we officially want to thank you for coming on and being part of the conversation. Definitely. Um, no problem, man. Y'all my brothers. Y'all of course. That. And, you know, personally, you already know where it is. You know, we love you. We know, you know, we do it for you. Uh, professionally it's even more. It's like right. seeing that excellence. Like we, right. we preach. We preach excellence. We preach back black excellence. We preach, um, you know, breaking out of the norm. We and break, look at you we, out here embodying that. Yeah, thing. like yeah. So <laughs> you are definitely everything that we talk about on this podcast. So we do want to thank you for for joining us and giving us these gems because <laughs> just the beginning. I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We Hell, definitely thank you again I, for putting I, I, me on the Uber and Lyft. Anybody who oh, put no some problem, money in my man. pocket, y'all you know I mean, it's, it's cool in my book. Oh, yeah, sure. You know what that started from? Because, you know, in our work world, you know, what we do, 
it, we was too controlled. I wanted to take control back yeah. in my life. Even on off days, you controlled. You exactly. Can't plan nothing. Exactly why I started so doing it. You that know I mean? gave days, me the opportunity ready. to take control of my life. And that's what our ownership and entrepreneurship is. You take control and freedom of your life. So yeah. now, you know, my life ain't around my work. My work, I, I, my work is around my life. So that's mm. the difference, man. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. Hell yeah. yeah. It'd be so funny because I tell people all the time, oh, what's up with you? I'm trying to get rich, bro, so I can quit this fucking job. <laughs> like, I, and I ain't even trying to get. Hey, I quit before. Yeah. Hey, I, I, you ain't got to wait till you rich. I, I took a leap of faith. I wasn't rich. I still right. jumped down and started what I'm got going, you know. And I think that's where it, I, I think that's more where I'm at now. Like I think I was saying as as more of an oxymoron because mm -hmm. I just want I just want to get to a point to where I have I don't have to rely on a nine to five to pay Facts. my bills every. And that's you know what, what I call building your own agency. So I'm yeah. gonna drop y'all with one more gym, man. People ask me, hey, you know, what do it take? What can I do to start? You know, get started entrepreneurship. And you know what the main one main Thing I tell people, I said, focus on your gift, what you're strong in, and you know it will help you in entrepreneurship. So if you, if you're good at customer service and training, just focus in on that, and companies will hire you to do that. So what you want to do is focus on making yourself as valuable as possible, and that's and you will never have to chase money. Money will chase you. Mm. Mm. Leave y'all mm. with that. I might make that a shirt. That. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, I just need royalties. I need royalties. <laughs> Don't chase money. Make money chase you. Make yourself oh, as yeah. valuable as possible, and you will never have to chase money. Money will chase you. Facts. Mm, that's oh, a I like that. Yeah, we might have to snatch that. That might that might become the taglines for the end of the episode for sure. Well, no, I, yes, I ain't gonna bite mountains. I already bit one from Uncle Phil. So, man, I man. Shit, education from education is elevation. It's elevation, there you go, like, right there. I learned that from somebody on TikTok. His name is Conscious Lee. He's mm -hmm. a teacher, activist, teacher. Like he teaches. He gets on TikTok and he teaches. Um, but that was the first time I had heard it, and I was kind of following him for a minute, and I'm listening, and you know he's gotten a couple back and forth with some of the other people that are you know smart on TikTok. Or that like to debate and stuff like that. But one of the first times he said it, come to think, I, I kind of forgot what he was even talking about. But you at the end, that, yeah, but I remember education is elevation. I was like, damn. And ever since then, I've been screaming it on the pod. Like, it's just, right. it's one of those things. So, um, yeah, shout out to, shout out to Consciously. Maybe I maybe we could try to get him one day. <laughs> but um, you know, with that education, also you got to implement it too into your life. Yeah, people people learn stuff, and you know, and don't apply. Input, it. Do they implement it or apply it? No, that's the big key. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap up and get out of here. Um. I guess we can start with you, Malcolm, if you want to uh, shout out your businesses, any that you have. Uh, I know you said you were working on one um, where people can find you, phone numbers, anything like that. If you have a storefront or anything where okay. you'll be, uh, like if you have any uh, if you have anything coming up in the next month or two or something. 
Uh, I know I'm working on being a vendor down at the Black Family Reunion, setting up a booth down they there. They still do that? Yep. Yep. So I'm going to try to make it up y'all. there. If not, I'll have my business partner there with uh, all our information down there. So I know something that's something we're working on. Also, Juneteenth Woodline, we're going to have a vendor. Uh, we're going to be a vendor there set up. Okay. Um, it's June. It's some. Some. I think it's at Woodline Park or something like that. But it's, it's something in June team. So, as of right now, that's what we're working on. Um, I do credit consultations. So if you're trying to, you know, increase your credit, you're trying to remove negative items and accurate items off your credit report. Uh, my company is the one you want to talk to. I also do tax preparation. So, and it, not just per, I do personal and business. So you know. My uh, website is www.nextlevel-financial.com. That's where you can book, book your consultation. Also, I, if you go to my Instagram, which is D, that's M-A-L-C, D is in dog, E-E. I got a link tree up. All my bookings and consultations are there. Um, if you want to check your credit report, if you want like to start building credit, I got credit builder links all on my link tree. You know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm here for the people. You ain't gotta, you ain't even gotta book a consult, but you still could get your start working on your own credit just off the credit builder links and check your own credit score. That's so important. Um, and I'm Malcolm McCall on Facebook, and I have a Facebook next credit group. It's called Next Level Credit. Um, I'm dropping just gems, like some I dropped on the episode. I try to get you know post that weekly for for my people that's in that group. And, you know, that's just, you know, free information. I, I just want people to learn this thing called financial literacy because I know how important it is and how much it could change your life. Facts. Amen to that, man. So you got any any, any shout-outs? Anybody to family, yeah. friends, business partners, anything like that? Yeah. Uh, shout-out to y'all for having me. Oh, yeah, thank uh, you for, sure. for being you know, here, man. For part, sure. Part, part of y'all program. Um, shout out to my business partner and in-house realtor Tania Jones, and you know, just shout out to my family and just shout out to you know all everybody I used to work with back at home. You know that supported me, that came some of my clients, and shout out to my clients I got now or in the past. It, you know, I wouldn't be here for today if it weren't for you guys. So you yeah, know, just and for those watching or listening. Uh, it, not only will he consult you, he will also po- post your wins. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it ain't just, you know, him, you know, taking your money and consulting you and all that type of stuff. Like, he also going to post and let you know or let people know, like, hey, look, this That's works. Yeah. This works. Like, he ain't just capping. He ain't just hot capping here, yo. Yeah. Oh, so, no. yeah. He is legit. Let's make the difference. Let's make the difference. For sure. Um. So, yeah, it's been another episode. I guess, Bobby, you want to do your taglines? Uh, yeah. Um, anime and video games are life. Uh, shout out to my kings and queens out there. Keep striving to be excellent because y'all already are. Um, thank you to all the, uh, the fans, the supporters, the listeners, anybody who gave a like, share, comment, uh, anything like that. Shout out to all the people who commented today. Uh, Bean, Mufaro, uh, Tremaine, um, um, Tex. Um, shout out to y'all um, because there's no us without y'all. 
Um, there is no there is no comfort in your growth zone. There is no growth in your comfort zone. And if it don't scare you, you're too comfortable. Get out your comfort zone and grow. And Facts. Last, last but not least, you can make millions or you can make excuses. Can't do both. Mm. Shout out. Mm. Bars. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on the uh, uh, the fucking, I didn't do none of our announcements at the beginning. Um, our Street Fighter contest, Street Fighter tournament, um, be the change you want to see in the world. Text, my guy. Um, Street Fighter tournament this Saturday, June 18th, 8 p.m. Um, we're still looking for contestants. Uh, Super Street Fighter 4 on, on Xbox. Uh, if you want to sign up, all of the details are in our link tree. We have our sign up form in the link tree. Um, we will be going hard on promotion this week on that uh, because we are missing people. As of right now, it'll be me and Bobby fighting each other. Um, <laughs> but either way, we doing it. So, you know what I'm saying? You either going to come and watch me and Bobby fight or we're going to have an actual tournament. Um, but that will be this Saturday uh, live on uh, Normal po- normal Convos Pod Gaming Division. Um, it will still be here on YouTube. It will still be here on Facebook. Uh, so you will be able to watch that live. Um, what else? Uh, of course, merch on Etsy. Um, our... Uh, you can't unfuck me and you can't eat my ass shirts are definitely our biggest sellers right now. Uh, so get you one, get you and your wife one. You can't unfuck just, me, bitch. Like, y'all talk shit to each other all day. Uh, of course, we got the classic still up there. We still got the jogger suit. Um, I am working on cups right now, cups with straws. Um, so those may be coming up uh, at some point this week. So if anybody wants a normal convos cup, uh, those also can be personalized. I could put your name on the lid if you want it. Um, so when you order it, just you know, throw something in the notes. Let me know if you want it personalized or not. Uh, Patreon. Our Patreon is our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash normal convos pod. Mm. Uh, I think that's all for announcements. Um, when the facts change, I reserve the right to change my mind. Success is a mind state. Failure is just as much a mind state as success. Um, together we bargain. Divided Divide. we settle. And as always, every conversation that's normal is not a normal conversation. Focus on your account, not your edges. Definitely focus Go on your account, not your edges. Yeah. Get your own taglines. All that shit. All that good shit. <laughs> Um, but for our, for, uh, for our viewership, thank y'all for joining us on this Monday again. Y'all have a good Monday. Be productive. Everything you do this week, make it productive. It does not have to be monetary gain, but just do something to make your life a little bit better. Uh, for my Wednesday people, our listenership, happy hump day, happy Wednesday. Hump something if you can. Hump something for me. And, uh, we a fucking holla. Thank you again to Malcolm. Next level financial solutions. Yes, yes, we'll yes. check y'all next week. Uh, <laughs>
Thank you. Yeah. Have a good one.